0: Welcome to the show. Here's my dad. On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, we talk about the seven-step guide to adopt a baby. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. My name's Tim Elder. This is where we talk all about infant adoption and you get the inspiration, resources, and hope to help you save you time, money, and stress on that. Adventure That thing you're thinking about, uh, which is building your family through adoption and you're thinking about it I'm sure 24 7 just like I used to do before we adopted. I've been in your shoes We've adopted three times. And so uh, thank you for joining me today This is a special episode because it's just you and me talking about adoption And you know, so many people ask me how to start the process, you know, we're thinking about adoption uh, We're at this place in our lives where we like this is what we want to do. We think but what's the process? How do you start? Where do you go? what do you do? And, and maybe this is you. And if it is, you know, I've been in your shoes. You're certainly not alone. And I I know it's can be so overwhelming just thinking about where to start the journey, how to start it. What do you got to do? I'm here with you. My wife and I have been through it three times. We're extremely blessed, but it's not been easy. You know, we went through painful miscarriage. We went through years of infertility and I'll never forget what it's like to have an empty home when you don't want one or to walk by empty bedrooms and hope and dream that you can one day have a family of your own that fill in those bedrooms. And after we decided to build our family through adoption, it was clear that we wanted to adopt a newborn and we chose domestic infant adoption. That's how you do it. And like many hopeful adoptive families, we really, we, we were extremely overwhelmed too, but more than anything, we just knew we wanted to be a mom and dad. So we're going to help you today. We're going to talk about the seven steps it takes to adopt a baby in the U.S. And by the way, I've written a book about this and it's an ebook that you can get for free. It's called The Seven Steps to Domestic Infant Adoption. And it's the guide I wish my wife and I had before we adopted because every step is full of stories and information, research, articles, links. So you know what it takes to adopt a baby in the U.S. It gets you started on that journey. And you know the journey and you know what it takes when you see all these seven steps. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Just go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash seven steps enter your email address. You're going to get it for free. So let's jump in right now and talk about these seven steps. All right. Step number one is do your research. You know, when we started our journey, my wife and I did lots of research, tons of hours scouring the internet, trying to figure out how to get started. And, and it's still pretty overwhelming, all the information out there, but through my research, through our personal experience, I've come up with some questions that will help you figure out the kind of adoption you want. That's the first step really is figuring out the kind of adoption you want. And The first question is do you want to adopt a newborn and why you know this may be the easiest answer I mean, it's the biggest reason why most folks choose domestic infant adoption is yes You want to adopt a newborn But just just think about that and number two is what age or age range do you prefer? So agencies and attorneys will ask you this like how old of a child would you like to adopt and that could be just I don't We only want newborn it could be newborn or six months newborn or three months just something to think about uh, and talk about, um, uh, and you can answer that now or you, you can answer it later, but really the por- important point is if you want to adopt a newborn, which is, I'm assuming you do, if you're listening to this, that's a, a good question to answer. Number three is, do we want to adopt a boy or girl, or does it even matter to you? Again, this will be asked of you and it's kind of a hard question to ask, but, uh, and maybe it's easy for you. You don't care. Um, in certain situations, you know, a doctor may think that the baby is a boy or a girl and you'd find out that they, they were wrong once the baby was born. In fact, that happened to us. So uh, just think something to think about as you're, as you're going through this. So number four is should we or can we adopt from another state? There are three points to consider for this. Number one is if, if you want to if you're open to adopt from outside of your home state, it really can increase and will increase your reach to reach more expectant moms which can reduce the time it takes to match and have the baby placed with you. But it also could cost you more money to adopt from another state because you're going to probably have to pay for an attorney fee from the receiving state or uh, the sending and receiving state, meaning your state where you live and the state where the baby's born. You also will have to s- travel and stay in that state until all the legal paperwork is done. And the third thing to consider is if you live in a highly populated city or state, you probably have a greater chance of matching with an expected mom in your state. Now, for us, we for us, my wife and I lived in a less populated area, and so we just knew it, uh, Opening it up to adopt from other states would would shorten our wait time, just because there'd just be more opportunities to match with an expectant mom somewhere in the U.S. So, number five is: Does race matter when adopting a child in your family? You know, it's a really important one to consider. And we've done a lot of podcasts and blog posts about transracial adoption, and it's something that you need to really be on the same page with you and your spouse. Um, it's five and we have uh, a special link in the ebook called five things to consider before adopting transracially. It's something definitely you want to think about and talk about. And transracial adoption can mean a whole bunch of different things. It's not necessarily a, a, uh, a race that's looks so much different than you, but that's really what you need to consider is, is if you want to adopt a child and the child does will look so much different than you it might be something you want to uh, consider and talk about and an adoption agency can help you through that too. So it's not something you have to decide right away, but something to consider. Number six is how open are you to having a relationship with birth parents? It's called open adoption and we have a bunch of links and stuff in the, in the ebook about this as well, but it's about really uh, trying to open up and being, have some kind of communication or connection with your child's birth parents and there are some states that you know actually outline this and set it down as a as an agreement that you will have so much contact after the baby's placed with you and that can be anything you agree on to you know photo sending photos and letters to having face-to-face meetings or maybe just texting social media so just something to think about open adoption is not co-parenting and it's really what's best for the child and we've done a lot, a lot of podcasts and, and blog posts about open adoption. It's worth diving into and understanding. Number seven is, what is your adoption budget? Um, according to a lot of surveys, I mean, it can be twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 to adopt a baby in the U.S. We have done a lot of resources on this too, about the cost and how to fund your adoption. Because the, the in that cost is just basically paying for the adoption professionals to help you adopt and so that's what's in your adoption budget and you need to figure out how you can realistically save that money and get that raise the money that you need to uh, pay for that adoption number eight is do we need a full service adoption professional so this means a full service is providing basically everything you need to go through the adoption process some agencies provide this and they cost a little bit more because they do this. Other agencies do not do full service and they will still help you find out how to get the other services that you need. But it's something to consider and we go through this in our online course called findmyadoptionagency.com. It really helps you find the right adoption professional and work through a bunch of questions and, and ideas and things to consider when you're trying to find an adoption agency. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Number nine is how do we handle potential adoption scams, and we have some links in the ebook about this too, but sadly, this does happen. There are women out there that will that will emotionally try to emotionally scam you there's some that will financially try to scam you and because adoption's a really emotional thing it it does happen and it's very very sad. We have some links to articles that will help you do that or help you handle that but really handling that comes from going to work with a good qualified licensed adoption agency because they know how to handle adoption scams. And last number 10 is how long do we have to wait and how can we shorten the wait to adopt? You know, it takes a lot of families around that two years time. Some adopt a whole lot less than two years. Some might take a little more than two years, but the bottom line is somewhere out there and expect that mom is choosing an adoption plan for her baby. And right now she's looking for that perfect family, which could be you. So answer these ten questions, uh, and we'll put the list here in the, in the show notes in the ebook that you can get, and uh, you can answer those questions. Help you save some time uh, doing your adoption research. And when you're doing your research, I mean, I would suggest going to InfantAdoptionGuide.com. We just have so much stuff in there. And if you just look through the podcast episodes alone, there's just a ton of information about all sorts of topics within the infant adoption world. That you can get and then we have links on our resources page as well and just uh you, doesn't lack for information but there are some books and magazines that i uh, highly recommend um on our resources page at inputadoptionguide.com forward slash resources and it's, the books there are just amazing and they cover all sorts of things from how to cover the cost of adoption just to adoption stories And including the book by sherry eldridge called 20 things adopted kids wish their adoptive parents knew so really good list of book resources okay step number two is selecting adoption professional this is a huge step because finding the right agency attorney is one of the most important decisions you're going to make i mean it's so important we decided to create a class around it an online course and it's the only one that i know of that actually teaches you how to find the right adoption agency for you and hold your hand step by step throughout the process. And you can find it at findmyadoptionagency.com. But let's look quickly at what an adoption professional can do for you. I mean, they can complete your home study. Now this home study is uh, something anybody that adopts has to do. They have to go through their home study. And what it is is you have a social worker or an adoption agency, somebody licensed in your state, license to complete a home study and they work with you through the process of making sure you are qualified making sure you have a providing a loving home you are going to provide that place that loving safe place for a child to uh, be raised in so and it's the state's way of making sure that you're the right person that you can be a good parent so there's a lot of questions involved there's interviews involved there's a lot of paperwork involved And we've talked a lot about that on the podcast and the website as well, is how to complete a good home study. Uh, But that is one that adoption professionals definitely gonna help you with because everybody has to do it. You cannot have a baby placed with you without a home study being completed. Um, Another way that adoption professional can help you is just support for your child's birth mom. This is critical in our opinion. I mean, going through our adoptions, I mean, it's critical to see their birth moms getting the support they need. I mean, they're in crisis. Mode. They need all the counseling and support they can get very, very important. An adoption professional can help with the other one is support for you. I and mean, you know, you need help along the way, your emotional ups and downs, your questions, your guidance to uh, actually get through the adoption process legally and whatnot. I mean, all the steps that it takes, they are there to help you with and the pro- adoption professional can also find screen and match you with an expectant mom. That's what they're there for. That's what they do. Their experience is there to find a an expectant woman that is looking to make an adoption plan for a baby and connect them to you and make sure they're not scamming you and matching you. Matching means that she looks at you, your profile, and we'll talk about profiles in a bit. It, your, if she looks at your profile and sees your family and what life might be like in your family and go, hey, I like these people, then that agency will help connect you with her and say, Hey, she is choosing you. Do you accept this situation? That's a match. Um, and then they also provide the legal help. You know, it is a legal process to adopt a baby in the U S and each state has their own laws around adoption. So it's very important to make sure that those are done and done correctly and legally so that child is placed with you and can be in your forever family. So anyway, back to adoption professionals, you know, if you want to go and find the right one, uh, there's a lot in the ebook uh, about how to find an adoption agency and questions, ask them. Um, But if you want the shortcut, the shortcut is go to findmyadoptionagency.com, get that online course. It's going to, I've already got 60 agencies listed in there. We've got all sorts of questions taking you step by step how to find, choose, select, and be comfortable with and trust in the adoption agency that you're gonna use and work with. All right, step number three is your home study and parent profile. We talked a little bit about home study already. It's completed by a licensed social worker. It has to be done before a child's place with you and they prepare you, they educate you, gather information about you. And some of it is so uh, invasive, you're gonna be maybe a little shocked that they're asking you this kind of information, but. That's the home study and it's, it costs, you know, $1,000 to $3,000, something like that to get the home study done. And you can go to one 800 home and you can see an actual, uh, what a home study looks like all written out. But the typical home study is uh, meetings to do a little bit of a training. You do some reading, they do background checks, they do a home visit and they make sure you are the uh, you're going to be worthy basically of becoming parents. I know that sounds bad, but it really is true. Um, The state wants to make sure you're worthy and able to be a good parent. So an adopted parent profile, It's something you're going to create. Every adoption agency is going to make you want to make you create this. And it's basically a way a a printed booklet, or it could be on the website, or it could be uh, in an ebook form type where and even a video where you would create uh, a a place with pictures and videos and, and words to show an expectant mom what life is like in your family. And that's really what she wants to know. She wants to know exactly what life would be like for her baby in your family. So you talk about what your life's like. You put some action photos in there. You talk about what you like and what your family likes to do. All those things are super important in making sure that an expectant mom can know what life is like in your family. And we go through a bunch of tips and, and things in the ebook as well. but profiles are a big deal and there's lots of places you can put your profile even online. So expectant moms can find that. but that's what the agencies will do for you too is they make that connection point. They have they reach out to pregnancy centers, crisis pregnancy centers and, and hospitals and other things all over the country that so they can reach these women that are in crisis mode and need to make an adoption plan for their baby. And these profiles are what connects them to you. I never forget our first adoption. Our, our daughter's birth mom, uh, received a whole bunch of packets of, of profiles, printed profiles. And she was looking through all of them and she pulls ours out and she knew it was us just on the front cover on our picture, just the way we looked. But then when she opened it up, we had a DVD actually print uh, DVD burned and a burned copy of our video in a DVD inside of this printed profile. And so she took that out and put it in her DVD player and watched it over and over and over again and just knew that we were the right parents for her baby. And that's how it worked. So I really am a firm believer in adoption profile videos. You can go to adoptionprofilevideo.com. I have a bunch of information and even another course about how to make and share a great adoption profile video because I think they're just so important. All three of our adoptions, our kids as birth parents just thought they were the best and they really got to see us in a much more personal way and it made us stand out. I think the same thing can do for you guys. The course is called Adoption Profile Videos Made Easy. You can go to adoptionprofilevideo.com and, figure, and find that and I know it's going to help you. Okay, step number four is waiting. And that's I really named it hurry up and wait because you get to this point, you've done all this stuff and home studies completed, you're ready to be matched, you picked your adoption profile or your adoption professional, your agency's working with you, and you're just waiting. You're waiting to match with an expectant mom. Then maybe you match and you're waiting for the baby to be born. Then the baby's born and placed with you and you're maybe you're waiting for her to sign the relinquishment really papers. Then after that you're waiting because the adoption finalization is going to happen after the baby's placed with you. The good news is, you know, we can work through these times of waiting, and uh, you know, and part of that the waiting process really is is a struggle, because we may have waited through infertility. We may have waited through years of not being married. Maybe we've waited years, three years of being married and just haven't decided to have kids. And, and now we can't. I mean, waiting is just a huge struggle in the adoption world. So I go through a ton of different things in the waiting phase here on how you can make it through it because we've done it three times and it, I don't think it ever really got easier, but I put in here 25 ways to survive the wait to adopt. That there's 25 ways that you can get through the waiting time to save some sanity and get through it uh, and, and come out uh, really ready to adopt. Because uh, that's really what it does is not only helps you through the waiting time, but it helps you in that preparation time. So step five is matching with an expectant mom. So we've talked about a match a little bit, and that's really where she selects you as the parents of her baby. She sees your profile and she goes, that's the people that I want uh, to be parents for my baby. And and then you go through the agency and the agency says, hey, this, this expectant mom wants you and wants to connect with you and they will help you match. Meaning, uh, and it varies in a certain, in lots of ways, but lots of times you get the opportunity to actually talk to her, this expectant mom. And that first phone call can be really hard. It can be, so nerve-wracking it was for us I um, mean I and my advice is just talk to her like a friend you know oh, when you're you're meeting somebody for the, for the first time I know a lot's on the line when you're talking to an expectant mom who may be trying you know deciding whether or not you you get to be parents or not but I uh, try not to think about that just try to talk to her like a friend and I think your adoption professional your agency will give you some good tips and advice as well but uh, there is is a good way to match with an expectant mom. And that's not to overwhelm her with too many questions. It's kind of letting her take the lead. What she wants to talk about. And I, and hopefully you could even do it in person. Although I think that's kind of rare, but talking to her on the phone is, is really an important thing. And there's some just easy questions to ask her. Just like, how are you feeling? What's your due date? You know, um, have you found a doctor? Do you like the doctor? And, Um, What would you like to know about us and just simple questions like that just kind of icebreaker questions And you never know what's gonna you're gonna connect to her with like she may love dogs and you have two dogs or she may love horses and you love horses or Whatever you you never know what it is But just talk to her about what you like and ask her what she likes and you never know what you're gonna connect with And we have some more tips and resources in the ebook um, about how to listen to expect the moms because listening is a very important part and then we also have a matched family checklist so a little checklist that you can go through that okay we're matched now what do we do All right step number 6 is placement and placement means bringing that baby home with you you know you're going to have that baby placed in your arms and at this point you're going to be on cloud 9 you know we've done this 3 times and all three times that baby's placed in your arms, you just are just so overjoyed uh, to see this little one in your hands and you're feeding them and they're so precious and so small. Uh, but the placement process is a huge, huge time, huge point in the adoption journey. And hopefully you'll be able to be in the hospital when the baby's born. Some people are, some people are not, and that's okay. But, um, if you are, follow the adoption professionals' guidance on what the things you can do and cannot do uh, when you're in the hospital. Um, in our cases, we we were able to be in the hospital for all three of our our kids being born. Actually, we were there after they were born, um, and just got to be in there. Oh, one of them or two of them were in the NICU, and so we just got to spend a lot of time with them and their birth moms. So it's it's a good It's really, it's hard to explain because you get a lot of, of, of joy yourself, but then you're also feeling her pain because she knows that baby's placed in your arms, that baby's, you are going to be the parents of her child. And there's a little time period and it varies state by state because each state has different adoption laws, but there's a period of time called, um, the term before the termination of parental rights, TPR, and a common time frame is about seventy-two hours, but each state, like I said, has its own. And it's a time frame that each state gives a mom to decide before she actually signs the her her rights away, basically, of being a parent. And those the time can be very stressful because you're worried that she might change her mind and she's fretting over her decision in lots of cases. And um uh, but in most, most, most cases, um, the TPR papers are signed. The attorney's there. It gets done. Or the agency's there. It gets done. And, you know, that's, it's you're overjoyed and then she's really sad. It's just amazing, uh, cr- incredible, weird emotions that flow through you at this time. It's hard to even explain. But if you have an interstate adoption, so like in our case, if you're adopted from another state, there's something called the ICPC, which is the Interstate Compact for the Placement of Children. And all it is really is an agreement between states. And it governs, governs when the children are able to be adopted from another state. And it's, it's paperwork that happens between the two states. And it, you have to wait in the state that you're, the baby's born in. It takes usually one to two weeks for that paperwork to get done. And once they tell you it's done, then you can go home. But otherwise you're staying in that state. It's kind of a weird, weird thing, but... It does happen and it happened for all three of our kids. So my placement tips are just be extra sensitive of your child's birth mom. You know, she's going through all this physical and emotional stress. Don't underestimate how much she would appreciate you just bringing her something um, something small and, and maybe even a gift, but you have to have, be careful because some laws restrict on, on how many, what kind of gifts you can give to a birth mom. But um, I go through 10 simple birth mother gift ideas in the ebook and and I would say highly recommend taking photos, you know, be sure you respectful of her. Maybe she doesn't want to be in those photos, but ask her if it's okay. I mean, those are going to be priceless photos later on. You definitely, definitely want to consider taking photos. A real quick story about our placement, one of our placement stories. So my wife and I got the call about, from our daughter's birth mom early in the morning when she was born and just a few hours, we were jumping on a plane. We got to the hospital you know hours away from where we lived and we got there so about five hours after she was born and you know we were able to spend the next few days caring for her caring for her birth mom and just kind of loving on her and you know leaving the hospital was so bittersweet you know we were excited we were, we were starting our family we had this little baby girl in our, our arms but we were so incredibly sad for her and we just hugged her we cried with her uh we told her we talked to her about sending pictures and letters and videos and stay in contact and we did do that um i mean she's just a very strong woman um made a very loving decision for her baby and we're just so blessed to have her in our lives and and honor her continue to honor her because showing our love for her and support for her is showing how much our daughter how much we love our daughter as well because that's her birth mom and just to, to hold her and have that time in a hotel room before we got to go home was just an incredible, incredible time for us. Very, very blessed. All right. Final step is finalization, which means really just making it legal. Uh, the legal paperwork has to be done. And there's a every state, state has this finalization period. So it's maybe somewhere between three to six months. Ours are usually and maybe longer. And a couple of ours actually lasted almost a year. So it's between the time of the baby's place with you and the time that you get this legally finalized. So what does it mean? It means the state declares your adoptions legal and final. So nobody can change it at that point. And a new birth certificates made creating that stating that you're the parents. It's kind of weird saying this baby was born to you and that baby really wasn't born to you. But that's what each state does. So to finalize that adoption, you're going to have to likely appear in a court of law with the judge and your adoption attorney. And we actually had one that was done over the phone. Uh, It was very, very far away from us. Luckily, didn't have to fly back. Uh, the state allowed us to do that. We did, But we did it over the phone. It was kind of weird. The judge said, okay, raise your right hand. And I guess they had to assume we actually did. <laughs> but finalization is uh, our other two were and we were actually done in a court of law. And we were in front of a judge. And they ask you some questions. And I'll never forget our, the very first time we did it. The, the judge actually said, well, do you love her? Do you love this baby? I mean, that just about brought tears to our eyes. Because, of course, we did. It was just so uh, amazing, and the judges there just—I mean, they—they deal with so much junk throughout the day and throughout their days of, of being a judge and hearing all these crazy cases. That they love doing these adoption ones because it's so much love. There's so much—it's a fun, happy time. So they—they love doing these adoption cases where they get to finalize the adoption. So it's—it's it's an amazing time. Again, we take a lot of pictures and have family members there because it's just a fun fun time all right some important information about birth certificates you know i stated later earlier that to finalize your adoption the state's going to issue you a new new birth certificate well the original birth certificate so the one that that was created before you adopted that uh has going to have the birth mom's name on there and the child's name as she gave it to them it's going to be what's called the original birth certificate. Some states will seal that original birth certificate, may, making it next to impossible for you, your child, anybody to ever get a copy. So it may be something that your child may want down the road just to see, just to have that information, that little bit of information of what their life, you know, how their life began, who they were born to, and see it on a piece of paper. It's important to a lot of adoptees, and it makes sense. And we're trying to get some of these states to change their laws to actually make it available to them. It's crazy that it wouldn't be. But it may be something to think about. When you are there and you're thinking about this original birth certificate, you may want to ask for that before. And it may take a small fee or something to get it. But it may be something to get your attorney to do or your agency to get before that finalization is complete and that is getting that original birth certificate. We did that for our kids, and I think it's going to be a huge thing for them later on to be able to see. All right, there you go. The seven steps to domestic infant adoption. Uh, it's in an ebook. It's a guide for you. Uh, I hope this helped you to kind of figure out exactly the steps it takes to adopt. Um, as I said throughout this whole podcast, you know, we have so many resources on the Infant Adoption Guide blog and podcast. That you can listen to that you can read um and then the two courses that we have right now are findmyadoptionagency.com and then adoptionprofilevideo.com really will help you uh, in your process to adopt and just a whole bunch more blogs and articles that you can read that i love the that i've contributed to and then we also share some popular posts on the infinite Adoption guide blog You can read about my story. You can listen to my story. I actually had my wife on the podcast, my daughter on the podcast. So I'm just here for you because I want you to successfully adopt. And so many thousands of people adopt every year. It can be done and don't let anybody put any obstacle in your way. That's going to keep you from adopting because the only people that haven't adopted are the ones that quit, the ones that stop adopting. The ones that say, I can't do this. You can do this. It may be scary. It may be overwhelming. It may be you feel like it's going to take a long time. Maybe it's going to take a lot of money, but hang in there. You're going to do it. You're going to make it. And you're going to become that mom and dad that you want to be. And I'm here to help you through the process, through the journey. And if you haven't done it already, I would suggest joining our Facebook group because we have thousands of people in there that have adopted and some that are in this process, just like you. And do you just need to go to the infinite main page there. And at the top, or anywhere at the top of any page, you'll see how you can join our Facebook group. Uh, And I'd love to hear from you. I'm inside that group too, and we're doing a lot of special fun things in there and just a ton of information in there. And you can also follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. We're all over the place trying to make sure you have the information you need and the resources you need to become the family that you want to be. So my prayers are with you that you're going to do this and you're going to make it happen. Hang in there, stay with it and join us on the Facebook group and we can talk more. And until next time, you are in my prayers as you go down your path to adoption. God bless. Thanks for listening to my dad.